What's going on, everyone? This is the Paternal Instinct Podcast, and we're back again. My name is Josh Andrews. I am Michael Andrews, and Happy New Year to everybody. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to Josh. you, Mike. Happy New Year to all you guys listening. And uh, what a crazy New Year has been. I feel like a lot of people on, on Facebook and on social media are out there being all, I hate 2016, it took my celebrity, it took my this, and it took my political passion. I think people are doing way too much. People are doing the most right now with 2016. That expression, man, doing the most. I, I've never, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I mean, 2016 was a, a, a hard year for a lot of big name people. But I mean, at the same time, every award show that's annual has a montage of people who die every year. So mm-hmm. it's nothing new. <laughs> like I don't, it's unfortunately, that's just part of the life process. Like that's the life cycle. It's, nothing is any different. So I don't know. Yeah. I think but, people um, take a particular group of 365 days and give it a personality. That's way too much. Like, I, it's way too serious to say 2016 is gone. I'm about to kill 2017. I'm about to be the new me. It's, it's all it's all ridiculous, and every single year you hear the same people saying the same things. You know, you how, how come you didn't change in two thousand and sixteen? Because that was supposed to be your year two years ago. Right. <laughs> Wait. So you're trying to say you're not a New Year's resolution type of guy? No, I'm not a New Year's resolution person. Every every time the New Year comes up, I kind of find something within myself that I could change. The last time I made a New Year's resolution was in two thousand and seven. And I was in Afghanistan, and when I'm in a military setting, I pick up cursing a whole lot because everyone around me is doing it, and I just I just I curse way more than I should. So, in 2007, I decided that's when I stopped saying the N word in 2007 because Hmm. I mean I was really close to a bunch of dudes, and there was one white guy in there, and that one white guy was the kind of white guy who says my black friend said I could say it. So I decided mm. I'm never going to be that person's black friend that's going to make you feel comfortable saying it. Even if I don't say that you can say it, if I say that word around someone, that means I'm comfortable with that word in front of you. So I right. decided I'm I not going to yeah, be yeah, that yeah. person who's going to make you or myself feel comfortable with that word. Because I don't believe Absolutely. You. I don't believe that person should say it. Yeah, I mean, that goes for anything. It's not just that that word, but don't bring up a topic in front of someone if you don't want them participating in that conversation. Exactly. The way you're having that conversation, you know? So, yeah, um, I couldn't tell you the last time I made a New Year's resolution. I think in school, like elementary school, they make you try to do one, like, you know, when you come back from the winter break or whatever. But yeah. I'm not, I'm not that type of person. But the bi- I think the biggest thing that people do is this is the year to diet. <laughs> like this is this is this is dieting time now, you know. So yeah, I mean, and that, that's when all the gyms come out with their their packages mm-hmm. and their personal trainer uh, sales and everything. Because everyone yeah, again, because people take a particular block of 365 days and think it's way too serious. Okay, this is a new year. Now I'm going to become slim this year. This is a new year. Now I'm right. going to become this or that. And yep. it's just extra. You know what happened on New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve, we put Easton to bed. We, my wife and I, got dressed up and went downstairs to watch the New Year's show on ABC. And while we're downstairs, we ate dinner and then I served up some ice cream. And I served up my regular size ice cream that I, that I normally do. This huge. Oh, wait, scoop. wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. Because <laughs> if you anything like me, <laughs> you might as well have just took the whole bucket with you. 
it, was it a portion like like was it big like that? So it it was, I took a huge scoop till I scraped the bottom, and I put it in the bowl. Took another huge <laughs> scoop till I scraped the bottom, and I put it in the bowl. Took another huge scoop till I scraped the bottom, and I put it in the bowl. Now, mind you, this is not that little Ben and Jerry's course. It was the, the kind you buy in the freezer at the at the shop, bro. So when I right. scraped the bottom, it was the, like almost to the, up to my hand off the off the spoon. <laughs> so because my my thought process is, Sima and I are gonna share this. So this one huge scoop is for her, and I eat about <laughs> twice as much as she does. So I'm gonna do a huge scoop for myself, and another huge scoop for myself. Right. So I sit down next to her and I hand her the bowl, and she said, "What the heck is this?" I'm like, this is this is the ice cream that we're about to share. She's like, no, this is way too much ice cream. Uh-oh. I'm like, I, I don't think it's way too much, but if you say so, you're a dietitian. I can't. She goes, this year, it's 2017 Uh-oh. now. This year, you're gonna Happy finally learn portion control. Happy New Year. And my booty all said. <laughs> I'm like, what am I gonna do now? Oh man. Do you want me to learn portion control? <clears throat> So was this just with junk food? Or is this everything? Like it's just everything. How? It's it's not just junk food. It's it's regular food. I've Mike. I've been taking measuring cups to my cereal. Mm 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 mm. Because not I the cereal. The, I look at the back of the exactly cereal. You just take the bowl. You dump it in, right? But now <laughs> I have to learn what a portion of cereal is. So I look on the side in the nutrition facts. The nutrition the, oh, the cereal my says. God. Uh, one cup or one half a cup, whatever it is. So I get out my dry measuring cup, I pour it in there, and I drop it into the bowl. And I look, and that cereal looks so sad. <laughs> that cereal looking back at me like, you ain't gonna give me no more friends to play with? <laughs> so I eat, I eat this kind of granola type of cereal. It's oats and honey. And I don't use milk, I use Greek yogurt. So then I take the Greek yogurt, I look at the back of the Greek yogurt, it says one cup so i get the one cup again and i take a spoon and i throw it in there and i put enough yogurt in there so that way it fills up the cup and i flip it into the to the bowl and i look at it and the yogurt is like really you're not gonna give me no more friends to play with you're gonna leave me here with these skinny ass oats and honey cereal and i look back at that bowl I was like i know i'm still hungry and i haven't even eaten you yet right that's so, crazy like, that's that's the portion control that I've never learned throughout my entire life because it's just you pour a bowl of cereal or you eat whatever is in front. Eat your plate. For me, a portion was what's on your plate. And maybe you probably grew up the same way was if it's on your plate, you're going to eat it. So it doesn't matter what the nutrition facts say or it doesn't matter right. what uh, a healthy slice of, of meat is. If I took it on right. my plate, I'm going to have to eat it. And Absolutely. actually, Seema says that, I mean, as a dietitian, she. she studied this for years and years it's a lot of a lot of people um have said that that particular saying is uh finish your plate clean your plate is one of the things that pushes people to weight control problems because like i have i have a mental block on if it's on my plate and i leave it there like i feel bad whether it was my mom saying it whether it was grandma saying it whether no matter what it is i feel bad so i have to eat it so now i I gotta learn to just leave it on the plate and not feel bad about it which is the hard part so you know my brain is racing hypothetically if you guys were to go out to dinner Mm -hmm. and you want to order a steak Mm -hmm. a normal i'm saying a normal what what's one portion of steak 
four uh, ounces? Uh, I'm not sure. I can look but it up my right point now, is, you're, keep on right, going. While you're looking, look yeah, but while, while you're looking that up, it's like I know that most places don't serve one portion at a time for for the food that if if you go out somewhere to order something, mm-hmm. like if you go <clears throat> if you go to McDonald's and you get a small beverage, it's still going to be more than what one portion of that beverage is. So let me so are let you, me answer you right right now. Uh, a portion, a quote portion of steak, is three four. ounces. God, nigga. I mean, I've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen three ounces on they a don't menu make before. Three ounce steaks anywhere. No, no, that's called rib tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The, the last time oh. Sima, me Sima, and her dad went for a steak about a month ago. I ordered the 16 ounce steak, Mike. Oh, that's five and one thirds portion of steak. And I sat there and I, so I'm eating. I'm going into it and I'm a quarter of the way through and I think, okay, I'm I could be almost done now. I have my potatoes on the side and the broccoli, and I, and I look at the steak and there's three quarters of that steak left, and then it kicks in in my brain. It's all on your plate. You have to eat it. Mm-hmm. So I take a step back and I. Breathe, yep. take a little sip, gather myself again, and then I jump back up there and I start eating it again. And over and over, and I'm shoving this steak down my throat, not because I'm enjoying it anymore, not because I'm hungry. It's because it's on it's my just plate. Because it's there, and yeah. I that thought process is what is what I have to kick. That's what Seema's making me kick. I would. I'm not gonna blame it on her because it's something that I know that I should get into, but. If it wasn't for her putting that stigma on me, I would still be trying to be fat boy. Yeah, I mean, not, I'm, I've never done the whole portion control thing, right? But I realize what you're talking about and the whole, you know, us finishing what's on our plate. Because, again, that's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. I realized that about four months ago. And I, since then, have stopped doing that. Um, not not so much that I stopped doing the whole, I'm going to eat whatever, whatever's on my plate. Because I still do that. But now... I have no problem getting up and going for seconds if I want. So mm-hmm. what I do is I put smaller portions. I It's so funny you mentioned cereal. I used to eat cereal in the biggest plastic bucket I could find. Mm-hmm. And I would get the biggest serving spoon and just pour milk until it was almost coming out of the top of the bowl. And I would eat cereal <laughs> like that. I'm serious. That's how I would eat cereal. I know. I've seen But it. now I've, I've made it a point to go and get the little glass bowl that you can only pour in halfway of cereal because as soon as you pour a little bit of milk it shoots up to the top like the volcano and baking soda experiment that you do for science class in third grade (laughs) so i've learned to like not only do i eat like smaller portions like i don't measure it i'm not to your extent but after i eat even if i think i'm still hungry i'll finish my beverage first Mm -hmm. and then i wait 10 minutes to see if i still want something else yeah, see, that's that's another part of it is, well, I'm, I started, I'm doing with the measuring cups so that way I can understand what a regular size portion looks like. I'm not going to be over my cup or bowl with the measuring um, cup all the time. I just want right. to be able to know what it looks like. So when I pour a little bit too much, I can say, okay, that looks more than what I poured yesterday. Maybe that's too much. But I'm also doing that, that exact thing where you're hungry still after you eat. You have to give the food time to go down to your stomach exactly i did that this morning actually i um made up my cereal and i was getting ready to go 
to my interview and I was like, I'm still hungry, but let me just go get ready first. And then if I'm still hungry when I'm done, I'll grab like a protein bar, not a granola bar or something for the road. And I went up and I got changed and I came back down and I didn't even think about any more food because I was my, my stomach was sufficiently full. Right. And it's it's little games like that that I have to play with myself yeah. because I have this like I honestly think that there's some weird thing in my head about eating that I have since from growing up. Like I don't want to say I'm addicted to food because there's people out there who are truly addicted to stuff like that. But, right, right. But I I do struggle with eating too much or eating when I shouldn't or whatever it is. I, I there is a, there is a struggle there for, for me with eating, and hopefully I can kick it with this portion control crap. Yeah, it, it. I really do think it was a big part on how we were raised. You know, both of both of your parents, and you know, my mother included, came from big families. Mm-hmm. If it was on your plate. If you didn't eat it, one of your siblings are coming to get it. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, so mm-hmm. it's eat what's on your plate. You know, dinner time isn't time to talk like it is with normal <laughs> families. You know, like you eat, and then you get your drink, and then you get up from the table and you can talk, mm-hmm. right? But now it's like I actually sit and I do talk with my family when we're eating. I get to enjoy the food more, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got a, a new babysitter here and it's our cousin. And I watch him eat and I was like, yo, bro, how long were you locked up? Like <laughs> he, he hovers over his food. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating at all when I say this. He inhaled. It had to be two pounds of food in about 42 seconds. I'm not exaggerating. Like I don't think his mouth ever fully closed. It was like a, like it was just it was like just a vacuum from cleaner. the plate without his fork there. Yes, like it was. It was a talent. It was a talent. I mean, I I was impressed. I was thoroughly impressed. But it was like, I know I wasn't that bad. But I think I had that. I had that same mentality. Mm-hmm. It would just sit and eat. Like, and then when you're done. Unbutton your pants, relax, and then you can talk, you know? Like, but I shouldn't have to get to the point where I have to unbutton my pants. That means I overdid it. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I did this a couple of months ago where I'm just, I'm slowly taking my time with things. Um, but that's that's with me. My wife, on the other hand. She's, she's got a she's, New Year's diet? Yes. So, we were supposed to have been getting ready, getting in shape for this wedding that's coming up in March. Mm-hmm. And like people do, we kept pushing it back, pushing it back. You know, we'll exercise later. We'll start tomorrow. We'll do it the day after. Okay, last weekend, let's get our goodbye eats in. You know, <laughs> let's get our junk food in. So now she's like, no, it's New Year's. Like, I'm serious. Like, that's it. And I'm like, good job, babe. Now, in the meantime, me on the side, I told you I started my portion control of not what you're doing, but what, you know, I yeah, just refer to it portions. as that. I, start, I started mine a couple of months ago. I went out, I've got this rowing machine, so I can just sit in the middle of the floor and just row as I'm mm-hmm. watching TV, you know. I don't even think of it as working out, it's just me moving, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing. She started this diet, and all of a sudden, she's telling me, like, reminding me of the diet. Like, I ordered Chinese food the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get the large like I always do. I got the small, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh, so you're getting wings? What happened to our diet? I said... When did ours get a diet? <laughs> <laughs> when were we dieting? When, I didn't know that was a, a two-way thing. That was something you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now, should I be dieting with my wife? Is that something? Like, I'm asking you as a married man also. Like, is it like us together in everything? Does she get to ruin my taste buds forever? I think that she does. 
when ain't right. When Simo was pregnant, <laughs> when Simo was pregnant, right. and she had her um, cravings or, like for example, she 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 couldn't drink, right? You don't drink when you're pregnant. So she stopped drinking as soon as we started trying. Right. And I was like, well, I'll do it with you. I mean, what's the point of me drinking if you're not going to be out there too? And I did it for a while. To get her pregnant? She was like, she's like, drinking is not that important to me. Like, if you want to drink, it's okay. I was like, yes, I can do it. Yeah. No, but there was other things like whatever. Like, I didn't have steak for the entire time because she can't have steak. Because you can't eat steak because it's not fully cooked. Didn't have sushi the entire time. I love sushi. But if she can't eat it, why am I going to eat it right in front of her? You know? Because so it's, it's, you can't it's get pregnant. So That's a, why. Um, it's not so much let's do it together. It's I'm not going to flaunt this in your face. So right. I just won't do it too. I guess. I, I commend you for that. But listen, there's a reason that she can get pregnant and I can't. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to make me suffer. No, there's some of the things I was with her with. You know what I mean? But see, I didn't, also, I didn't get the cravings. Well, mm-hmm. I got my own cravings while she was pregnant, but I didn't crave the things she was craving. So when she got them, I wasn't trying to eat them with her. But mm-hmm. just to change it up a little bit, and I'm going to talk about, like, so my wife is doing this dieting thing, and I guess I, I could be a little bit more supportive by joining in with her, I guess. I'll consider it. <laughs> I'll give you guys an update on the next podcast. But I did go to the doctor's office. Uh, I switched doctors, and, you know, you go in there for all the regular stuff. And she was like, your blood pressure is a little bit high, Right. I come home, there's this video on YouTube, or on Twitter, I don't know, It's it, I don't know what the video's on, but I saw it on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I read it, and there were, like, the, the dudes, like, the, the hard guys that I follow on Twitter, that were like, yo, th- this is one of the saddest things I've ever seen, and I'm like, what the heck are they talking about? So, I look at the video, it's a 33-year-old guy who is dying because of high blood pressure and energy drinks. 33 years old. I just turned 33. <laughs> right? So, I, w- I literally had a, a Red Bull here. I just found out that my blood pressure was high. But my doctor said, you know, it's 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 pretty high. But there's got to be something like this isn't a normal level. Yeah. You would have passed out already. So, you did something out of the norm here. And I know what it was. But anyway, I'll get back to what it was. Now, my wife is no salts, no sodium in anything. No more energy drinks at all, ever. And I'm... Like, I'm not an energy drink person. I get them to mix with a drink, like, on occasion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not the person with the case of Red Bulls at home. And the, and the You know, so. But I told my wife and I told my doctor, look, like, I drive for a living. And I have this problem where I bite the inside of my cheeks, like my jaw lining mm-hmm. behind my lips. So in order to stop doing that, I buy the big, giant, re-zip, re-zipping bags of sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. And I snack on those all day long while I'm driving. And there are some days I'll go through a whole bag. I'm afraid to see what a serving or a portion (laughs) is in one of those big bags. But I would go through one of those bags a day. And sometimes that would be like that and then dinner would be the only things I would eat all day long. Mm -hmm. And so because so much of my diet was that salty sodium, you know what I mean? Like, because I get it with the shells and that's where all the salt is, is on the outside of the shells. Yeah. So... I stopped eating those immediately. I haven't had another sunflower seed since that day. I haven't had another energy drink since that day. But it's not enough for my wife. She still wants to do this dieting thing. And it's driving me crazy. So what's the diet? Is my, there a partic- are there particular rules to it? 
Oh, she's cutting. She's cutting back on junk food. Um, I haven't seen her eat anything fried since then. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not so much that she's. I mean, she's always been a big like bake baker of chicken versus frying it. Like I'm not. I'm not yeah. big on fried foods anyway. Um, she doesn't really do the whole deep frying French fries, but she'll cut them up really small and put them in the oven. Mm-hmm. But it's she's eating smaller portions also, and she's like I think she's purposely avoiding fried foods. Yeah, like. She's not ordering like we we like to treat ourselves. I'm saying treat because this is like really what our treat was. We would order like the the different flavored buffalo wings or mm-hmm. but they're fried first and then they're battered and in, in the seasoning and everything. No more of that. No more <laughs> treats for Mike. I like no more no more Mikey treats. So I'm done. I don't know. So that's well, that's where I'm left off. That's uh. Sounds kind of tough for a person who thinks he's not dieting to not be able to get what he wants, huh? I I was forced into it before I even realized what was happening. I willingly gave up certain things, but it ain't enough. And since she won't let me cook, I can't control what I'm eating anyway. <laughs> like, it's it's a double standard. But I'm going to still sneak and get my Chinese food every once in a while. Ooh, I'm snitching. No, you're not. No, you're not. Hey, you want, <laughs> you want, you want to talk about... Uh, being forced to eat something we just started something new with easton with regards to food we'll talk about that in a second we'll come right back from this break all right welcome back everybody all right and now listen man you left us talking about how you're forcing easton to eat food or something like what 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 kind of child abuse is going on over there? You can't be trying to <laughs> shove stuff down my man's throat like that. What's going on? Listen, is he eating the way, steaks already? The way he's kicking and screaming and crying, I feel like I'm child abusing him. We, <laughs> so we, we started feeding him, we started feeding him feeding him solid food within the past ten days, I think. Okay, the, the old boy food. the old uh, um, what's it called prescription? The old common knowledge is that you start your kid on solid food at four months. Recently, they changed that. You know how, like, they say everything, right? Yeah. So, the recently, thing. they say that you have to wait until six months now. So, we waited till he was six months. And on his six-month birthday, we started feeding him some carrots. Mm. Some pureed carrots. Peas and carrots. And this dude spit carrots farther than I've ever seen anything spit <laughs> in my entire life. This dude had... I don't even... Like, I figure, okay, he's had milk his entire life. Maybe he's sick of milk. Maybe it's time right. to spice up his life. Yeah. I don't know. That's not the way he thinks. All but he that's knows. How we... Yeah, we we think that way. All he knows is milk. So all he wants is milk. Dumbass so we, parents. We sit down with him. We're, we're all ready to have this nice family moment. We put him in the high chair. We're next to each other. We got the camera ready. Oh, this is going to be the. We took a little picture with the chalkboard. <laughs> this is my first solid food. <laughs> this is going to be like a nice, beautiful moment. So we sit down, we get the carriage, we get the baby spoon out, and then I reach over and I go to put the spoon in his mouth, and he goes, bad, 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 and spits it right back out. I'm like, this, I thought he was going to be excited for this. I thought he was as, as excited as we are. He has no idea what's going on. No I'm idea. hungry, and y'all playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tried again, I kind of, we scoop up a little, little bit more, and I was like, maybe he didn't get the taste, so we'll... We'll try, we'll try it again. And we reach over and we 
put it into his mouth, and this time I think I'm think I'm slick, right? So I put the spoon on the roof of his mouth and slide it out. So now the carrot is mm. stuck in his mouth, and he 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 doesn't even close his mouth, Mike. He looks at me like, I know you really didn't just drop this food in my mouth. I'm like, you, you got you like, to eat the food, man. Just, just eat, eat, eat the carrots, Adam, man. Eat the carrots. He looked at you like, Dad, Dad, with his mouth hanging wide open. Yes. So you didn't think I was going to notice this is in my mouth? <laughs> I could like, see you didn't the think carrots hanging I was going to pay attention? <laughs> I'm like, this is not the moment that I thought it was going to be. I thought this was the moment that we introduced him to food. Like he's going to become a little uh, baby foodie with his... Tasmanian uh, devil just eating everything. He... Nothing. So Seema gives it a try. She she goes and she she leaves this spoon kind of in his mouth because she says he has to get used to the feeling of the spoon. That way right. it's not a foreign object. So she kind of like left it there for a little bit. And then once it sat on his tongue for like three, four seconds, she pulled it out. And again, spit out all down his shirt. I'm like, I, so I had no... I had no idea that it was going to be this, this hard to feed a kid solid food. I had no idea that you have to introduce solid food because of, as, in, in the words of Forrest Gump, I don't remember being born. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't remember what it's like, obviously, at that age. I didn't know that chewing and swallowing is not a natural activity. Right. We had to learn that. So we have to teach yeah. him how to do that. I just thought so, we we're gonna put the spoon in his mouth. He's gonna close his mouth and eat it. When you say solid food, are you talking about, about like actual little squares of carrots, or is it like the mushy? It's no, just, it's mushy. Are we you took, are you talking about not milk? Yeah, it's, I'm talking it's, about it's puree, not milk. It's it's not milk. We, I took okay. some carrots, I cut them up, put them in this little baby food maker, and steamed them, and then we chopped them Mush. all up to the yeah, and then put some water in there. Okay. It's 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 quote solid food. But gotcha. it's not exactly solid. He's not chewing on it. He doesn't have teeth. It's just pure stuff. Y'all just jump right into his mouth with the carrots. His just, first experience with a different taste is just boom. Here actually, we go. no, I lie. The first thing we did was rice cereal. So it was le- it, it was tasteless rice cereal. Just so right. that way he can get the idea of what he has to do. Right. And So why'd you... You, you took the right steps, but then you stopped. You went from milk to... Did you do milk and rice cereal? Yeah, we like took the together? we took the breast milk and we put put it in the rice cereal, and right. then we, we gave it to him. The first time I so did then, it, it was way too milky. It was kind of like just feeding him milk with a spoon, and he still didn't didn't go for it. Then the next time Seema did it, she put it with the right amount of milk, and he still spit it out all the way across the room. Yeah. And so then after so then we tr- we tried three days of each thing. So three days of rice cereal, then we did three days of carrots, then we went to three days of avocado. Now again. This is me thinking in my 32-year-old man brain. I love avocado. He's going to love avocado. Just take a little piece out, mush it up, give it to him. And avocado was like different. He, he let it sit on his mouth and he, like, he thought about it for a second. And he's like, nah. And spit it straight this out. still ain't my milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we did. Oh, that's cute. So today was, I think, day number 10. Three days, three days, day number nine. Today was day number nine of feeding him with the spoon, and it was the first day that we can confirm he swallowed sweet potato. <laughs> Did he ever swallow the carrots he, or the avocado? Like I said, we can confirm that he swallowed <laughs> the sweet potato. 
Yo. He may not... or may not have swallowed because he may he might might have swallowed just a little bit that trickled down the back of his throat and spit the rest out. But before today, the majority of everything that we put in his mouth ended up on the high chair tray, on his shirt, on his face, on my pants, on Seamus' clothes, everywhere. <laughs> So Y'all are funny, man. So, Mr. Uh, three Kids over here, what the heck can I do to help feed Good this question. kid solid food? Because you know, you know, so, you know how we can confirm that he did it. Because I held his mouth shut. I, <laughs> I you literally the, forced him. I you ain't spitting this one out in his mouth. See, because because sweet potatoes, he wasn't as uh, jumpy with it. We put the food, oh, the sweet potatoes, God. in his mouth, and he kind of sat there, and maybe he liked the taste of it. He didn't spit it out right. as fast. So this time I was like, oh, I see a window of opportunity. He's not spitting it out. Let me just tap his chin and hold it there right. so that way he can't spit it out. And then That's funny. And then he like does his little kid kid face and sucking his lips in. And then he opens his mouth and they're all right. gone. I was like, he he swallowed it. We, <laughs> we did this. We needed oxygen. You tricked him. <laughs> <laughs> My man was trying to breathe. <laughs> And he, he was too because he's still congested. So by closing his mouth, he had no way to breathe. Right. Oh my goodness. But I mean, what, what did I remember you guys going do? through. What did you guys do, or how did you introduce solid? Food? Some some kids skipped the entire puree phase, and we thought that that's what Easton was going to do because he just wasn't taken to anything. Maybe. No, I mean, my children. So one of them like loved food, and she still does. But what we had to do for the first two was. We went from the milk to the milk with the rice, like you did, to get them used to something thicker, Mm -hmm. you know, the texture of something else, okay? Then we went out, and when it was time to introduce the pureed foods and the fruits and all that stuff, and we don't make the same mistake we did. We went for the sweet stuff to make them like it, Mm -hmm. okay? At least you guys started with the carrots, which are still kind of sweet of all the different fruits that are out there. Carrots still have a little sweetness to them. Yeah, I was surprised when when I tasted the pureed carrots. I didn't realize carrots were a little bit sweet. Yeah. Um... So, like, we, we were, like, we were so dumb. Like, we went right for, like, bananas, pears. Like, we went hardcore, f- super sweet fruits. Like, I want to eat it if you're not going to eat it. But <laughs> what, we, what we did was we mixed it into the bottles with the rice to get mm-hmm. him used to the flavor of it. And I'm saying him because we started with Derek. So, we got him used to the flavor of it and wanting that taste. We, we would do a little bit of it. And then the next bottle we made, we would do a little bit more of it. Oh, you would, so he would drink... Banana out of a yeah, bottle. Exactly. We mm. started we started that way. And then what we did was we would add cereal to it to make it thicker. We had, we had one special bottle where we took the nipple and we cut it, you know, put a cross on it. Mm-hmm. That way when he pulled on it, the chunks, the bigger chunks were coming out. He was used to it. Okay. And then it was time to learn to eat it off the spoon. He knows the taste. He wants the taste. Now you're going to learn what the spoon is for. Mm. So you guys did that. You went from milk to the rice, you know. Yeah, the rice cereal, and then you went to the fruit, but you didn't combine them, and that's that's what we did. You guys skipped the step that we. I, we didn't I thought about doing something like that, but my idea was take so we we gave him like multivitamins with fluoride, or we also gave him vitamin D when he was breastfeeding. You don't get vitamin D apparently. So he. Well, you're giving him fluoride. But we were giving him multivitamin with fluoride. Uh, I keep sniffing in that microphone. I'm sorry. Um, because. My doctor, his doctor said that this township doesn't put fluoride in the water, so he's got to have it somehow. But then I thought about it, or Seema mentioned it, 
he's not drinking water out of the tap anyway. So even if they were fluorinating the water, when would a kid not need fluoride drops? Wait, I thought fluoride was bad for children. That's why they make toothpaste without fluoride. Hey, I'm just following what the doctor said. I don't think it's bad for kids because it's for the teeth. But anyway, what was I saying? Um, no, 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 wait, 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 I know we're getting off on a little tangent, and we'll get back to where you were going with it, but I've been trying to get my kids all these cool toothpaste and toothbrush combinations at the stores that I'm happy about, but my wife won't let me get them because the toothpaste says with fluoride. She's making me get all this all natural without fluoride crap for nah, the kids. Easton's doctor says that um, he's got to have fluoride just to help build the strength of the teeth. She actually, and she told us that when, when you see a tooth come in, go out and get toothpaste with fluoride to strengthen the tooth. Oh, you're about to create an argument in my house as soon as we're done with this podcast. <laughs> I'm, you know how many toothbrush sets I done passed up on for my babies? <laughs> because they have fluoride um, in them. Yeah, like the, the toothpaste and the... Okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll figure it out. See, we're learning. We're learning here, people. There we go. All right, so you guys, so go ahead. What you, oh, yeah, what so what I was saying was since he was used to taking the vitamins from the dropper, I thought maybe we can just put carrots in the dropper. Or maybe we can put avocado in the dropper and then shoot it into his mouth because he's used to eating things or swallowing things that come out of that dropper. We didn't actually do that because Seema said, one, it might not work, and two, how the heck are you going to get avocado into a dropper in the first place? I'm like, you know right, what? Right. That's why I keep you around. <laughs> but um, so th- yeah, we never had that intermediate step. But I think that that was a pretty good idea to get him used to the bottle, um, the taste from the bottle. Yeah, it's crazy say, but your how brain they was get in the so right used to the bottle. We tried when Easton was able to pick up the. He's been able to hold the bottle by himself for about a month, maybe more than a month. I think he started around four and a half, five months of holding the bottle with his own two hands. So we decided. Maybe he's ready for a sippy cup because he can actually hold it and he pulls it to his mouth. So let's get him a cup that he can actually transition from a bottle to a cup. Right. And the first time we gave him the cup, I think you had to like press a hole through the, the top or something like that. There was something that we did that didn't allow him to get milk from that cup. So his first uh, experience with that cup was, I can't get any milk from here. So he would right. throw it to his mouth and he would try to get it, try to get it, and spit out and cry. And we didn't know because this was the first time we used this cup too. So we tried, we tried to, I don't know, shake it up. Maybe there's a clump in there or something. Right, Eventually, something somehow we figured it. out that he's got to either suck, suck on it or bite on it or whatever we did. But by the time that we realized how it works, he had already in his mind said, I'm never drinking from this cup again. <laughs> now that was you know, like a month and a half ago. Two or three days ago, we decided, hey, let's try this cup out again because he's he's still very good with the bottle and he's still getting stronger and stronger. He's actually now holding the bottle with one hand, so like he can mm-hmm. definitely do the sippy cup now. So we brought the sippy cup back out, and Mike, I lie to you not, I walked out of the kitchen with this sippy cup in my hand. He saw it and started screaming bloody murder. Yeah, he was like, you are not gonna give me this cup because there's no way I'm eating this. So I was so, like, you know what? Let's let's try to trick him. Like I put it behind my back, and then I gave him the, that bottle the same way I give him <laughs> the other bottle. That because as soon as he sees it by his chest, he just grabs it and goes for it. He mm-hmm. saw it by his chest. He put his two hands on it and then pushed it back at my chest. So I'm like, are you? This kid will not eat from that bottle. So I mean, so, it, it makes what, sense how you could just put the um, put the other ones in the bottle that he's used to because he 
as if the kids have a good relationship with the bottle that they want, you know? Yeah, so that's that's another thing. And then later on, when you're, when you're trying to get him used to other cups, it's also a matter of when you give that child something new. Their level of hungry plays a part into how receptive they're going to be to something new. Mm-hmm. So in our adult brains, it's I'm so hungry, I'll eat anything, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how it works in a baby's brain. Baby's brain is I'm so hungry, I absolutely need to consume as much as possible right now. You put a spoon in my mouth, where's the rest of it? That's not going to work. I'm going to cry. Because <laughs> the bottle, they control the flow. They yeah. know they can just keep going and going and going. You yeah. know. So when we were trying different things with our children, we had to wait till like, all right, they ate. It's not quite time for them to be hungry. Now let's try this. Because we were trying. They, yo, they got to be hungry. Why won't they eat off the spoon? Like, here, come on. I'm willing to give it to you as fast as you want. But it's <laughs> it's not right for them. When they're hungry like that, they want their bottles. They, want they can do it their way. Yeah. Right. So you got to try to do it like a little snack time type of thing, like a little teaser or something. You know? Yeah, that's what we we've been even doing. Put we stuff... do it about, a, about an hour after he has a bottle. We'll try to give him the solid food. Yeah, but next time, uh, just my suggestion. Now, I'm never going to tell you tell you what to do. <laughs> try putting it, <laughs> try putting it in the bottle, so that way he gets used to the taste mm-hmm. or even the smell of it. And then next time you go to give it to him, he's like, "Oh, this is familiar. This is a part of my diet. I want this now." Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll you know? definitely tell Sima about that idea. But you know what? I'm afraid tell it, of now. Tell it, tell a- it. You you heard it from like uh, a, a doctor online or something like <laughs> Doctor Baby. And then when she said it's so. a good idea. I say, Mike told me, I'm not doing that. Yes. Oh, you you, you got to tell me how she reacts to it. But first, you got to tell her someone else told you. Okay. Um, but what I'm afraid of now, since he started, we, we went from breast milk to formula, like, like straight formula. And mm-hmm. now his poops, not only are they huge, but they happen like four or five times a day. When he was on breast milk, he pooped like once every three days. So. But mm-hmm. now that he's he had this whole meal of sweet potatoes, I'm not looking forward to that orange set of poop coming out. I'm not, <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous. I have no idea what it's going to smell like. I, I'm just I'm not, I'm afraid of that orange poop. Yeah, no, I get it, man. Like I listen, you're going to need bigger diapers, stronger diapers, and all that, and then you're going to start to hate paying for diapers. Right now, they're small, they're cute, they're cheap. What you mean, start, Mike? What, what? I don't have a job. <laughs> You, but see, like, what size is he in right now? Two? He's in two. But look, so last time we went to go buy diapers, we figured, okay, let's. We got one income right now because he lost his job. Let's go with the with the the store brand diapers. Mm 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 mm. That's exactly Mm-mm. that's exactly what I was gonna say. Mm mm. Mike, how how is he gonna wet his pajamas with a diaper? How Bro, does that even happen? You just wait. Until only half of the diaper is wet and the other half of his clothes are wet at the same time. Don't do that store brand stuff, bro. Like, you will be sitting there wondering and trying to study physics to figure out how these things happen. I already tried. I I already thought about how can it physically happen that his shirt is wet where there is no diaper. So it didn't didn't soak through the diaper. and. Like his penis didn't come out the top of the diaper to pee right. on the shirt. How did this one spot get wet? It's a big yep. spot. I'm like, I don't I, listen. I don't know what he does at night. Maybe it's like Toy Story when I'm not, not looking. Things crazy things happen. I don't know what brand of diapers you guys are using, and I know they're not our sponsor or anything like that yet. But 
the the happy brand that I found, they're good and they're not exactly store brand, but they're not the most expensive like Huggies or anything. Loves. Loves is amazing. Yeah. Loves no, what diapers, we used man. was I think it was Bye Bye Baby brand. I never and, even heard of that. No, Bye Bye Baby is the store and it's their store brand. Oh, okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. And I will never buy those diapers ever again. In fact, we um that was the one time we did. That was the first time that we went off of the, our normal brand. And right. as soon as we found out how ridiculous they are, we gave them to the daycare to change them. Because they change them like every so often, right? every so many hours. Right. So they're, they're never going to get to the point where he pees through it. He only pees through it at night when he, he goes for 12 yeah. hours of sleep, you know? Right. So that's why he pees right. through it. So you know what? We'll give them to the daycare. They'll change them five, six times a day. We'll run through them. And then we'll get regular diapers again. But never again will I go to Bye Bye Baby and buy their brand of diapers. Yeah, man. Find find your brand. Stick to it. But like I said, I don't know what brand you guys are using, but Loves is a nice one. We were we were with Huggies at first, and then we wanted to go down. We moved around to a couple of different brands, and we settled on Loves. Loves was actually really good. We'll get this um, shot next. We just we just but, stocked up on a, a big uh, a big order of uh, I think Pampers. So when those are done, we'll check out. Maybe we'll try it on. Oh yeah, we. Three. We did Huggies and Pampers. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about Pampers. I didn't say Pampers because every time, if I'm not paying attention to me, Pampers is what it is. Yeah, it's almost like a brand being called diapers. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's what Pampers is to me in, in my brain. It's like the the product, not the brand. But some good news on the diaper front for me. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, heck yeah. My youngest now has been going through potty training, and I would I'm gonna put this out there right now for everybody listening. If you need someone to potty train your child, you bring them to me for the weekend and you will get the best results you've ever had in your life. <laughs> what are you, the potty training whisperer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely yes. Are you going to share your secret right here or are you going to save it for people to yep. come bring them to you? Nope. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it because most people aren't going to be able to do it and I'm going to tell you why. Uh-oh. So, this is the thing. I did it with my, my oldest daughter and it worked two days like, we went from zero, I'm not going to say zero to 100, but zero to 80% done potty training. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing happened with my youngest daughter. Two days. The first day is the most frustrating. We started this on a Friday night. Saturday, like, Saturday night, she was okay. But then Sunday, great. It was amazing. It was amazing. So, this is what I do. She, once she, once they understand what the potty is and how it works, even if they're not using it, they like, when you're ready to start the potty training thing, mm-hmm. All right, instead of sitting them on the potty for hours and hours and hours at a time, we have hardwood floors downstairs. I took the diaper completely off. I got them fully dressed. I said, let me know when you have to go potty. Okay, okay. They're playing, they're playing, they're playing. When your kid gets quiet <laughs> in the middle of playing and you look at them and they're just standing there with their legs open looking at the floor and their legs, yeah, they just peed on themselves, right? <laughs> now, this is the mean part. You have to know what affects your child, right? So with my girls, with my children, they're very emotional. So we can yell. We don't have to like discipline them. We don't have to spank them or anything. But we can like, I can't believe you just did that. Why are you doing that? And that's exactly what I did. So I said, I told you to tell me when you have to go potty. You know, I'm pretending like I'm all pissed off. I knew, I knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's why they're downstairs on the first floor where yeah. it's hardwood and not upstairs in the carpet. You know, so. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't let them sit down on my couches all day long, you know? Like, <laughs> why'd you do that? You can't do that. Look at your pants. Look at your panties. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Daddy. You know, like, they're all upset and everything, right? 
And then we, all right, you got to you gotta do better. Come on now. And then we get them washed up, right back to it. Panties on them again, right? And then the next time it happens, they don't pee all the way. Girls have a special power that guys don't. They can stop <laughs> in the middle of a pee, and it don't burn or hurt or make it feel like it's coming out of your eyeballs. Okay? So I don't know exactly how it'll work with your son. He might just finish the second time. But I did it with, with the baby. Second pee, she stopped, put her on the potty. She finished in the potty. Clean up the mess, get her washed up again, and you do this for the whole weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, after Sunday, she was saying, okay, with the diaper on, because, you know, you got to put the diaper back on her, right? Mm-hmm. Even with the diaper on. Okay, daddy, I got to go potty. Take it off. It's a dry diaper. Sit her on the potty. She pees. Get her all wiped up. Put the diaper right back on her. She is going through two or three diapers a day now. And the mm-hmm. reason it's that many is because she wakes up with one that's wet. Mm-hmm. Then we put her down for a nap, and that's the other one. Okay. So that's it. So she needs three diapers to get through one full day as opposed to seven or eight like she was needing before. Mm-hmm. Dude, I already feel the financial benefit of this. <laughs> I can't wait to stop buying diapers, man. So if you need your child potty trained, once they have a clear understanding, unfortunately, you got to let you got to let them watch you use the bathroom. You're, you're being the man. You want your son to watch you, but you're going to have to sit down. You know what I mean? Like, my the lucky thing for me is my youngest daughter saw my oldest daughter doing it. And she wants to do everything she's doing. Mm-hmm. So she was, like, motivated to do it already. You're going to have to find a way to motivate your son to say, hey, I know it's convenient, but you got to go over here. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Once he gets that motivation, the part about getting him to stop doing it in the diapers is pretty easy. So what you're saying is... When it's time to potty train Easton, I should put him through a weekend of psychological torture. Yes. <laughs> yep. yep. And you're, you're going to sit here and put that on the podcast that you you psychologically strain your kids to make sure they can potty train. 48 hours of hell. But like, this like, is the thing. You know, you, you do know that I've, I spent a year in Guantanamo Bay, and this is sounding kind of familiar. Listen. <laughs> Listen, the praise that they get for going to the potty it has to be like no other. Like, you have to throw, like, a mini party. So when they actually do it, because they told you, you oh, my goodness. You got to video chat your wife right away. You got to call the grandparents. You have to make a really, really big deal of it. And so now, every day I come home, for the first week anyway, this is what it was. Daddy, I went pee-pee in the potty. I'm like, very good. It's the first thing you hear because they're ready for that praise. Mm-hmm. All it's their, motiv- it's their motivation. You know what I mean? So... The, the torture part is 36 to 48 hours. Not, not that big of a deal. 36 to 48 hours. There's no sleep because deprivation the praise, involved, right? You're good. No, no, no. No waterboarding. Like the, the, the praise <laughs> that they get is great. And they and it, it, it vastly outweighs the negative. I promise you. It's so, it's so worth it, man. I've never... Dude, I wish I had a thought about this with my son. I wish I had a thought. But see, when we had our son, it was carpet everywhere except mm-hmm. the kitchen. And I wasn't going to just have him playing in the kitchen. Put him in a cage in a playpen in the kitchen. (laughs) So, but with the two girls, two days, man. It was a beautiful thing. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. You know, it's funny you said um, you have to give them that praise because that's part of what I did today with Easton with the food. I mean, that's well, I guess to jump back to what I was just talking about is that when he Mm -hmm. finally. I always say, good job. Whenever, like, I'm proud of him or I want to give him that positive response, I say, good job, buddy, good job. But I felt like you, this wait, time wait, wait. I had to take it a step above. Hmm? 
do you say good job in that voice the way you just said it? You yeah. don't put a high-pitched voice on like you're talking to a puppy? No, I make sure that I don't do a baby talk. It's, that don't mean it's baby talk. That means that no, it's, no, it's high-pitched. Yeah, good job, buddy. Good job. That's Okay. All right. It's, it's, it's higher than my normal voice, but it's not, oh, my yeah. God, good job. It's not that. No, no, no. They have to know that you, it's it's higher than your normal yeah, voice. Yeah, it, like it is higher than my normal they, voice. It's a, it's okay. a positive reinforcement. Okay. But I, I wanted to go a step above that because I, I wanted him to understand that just by taking the food off the spoon was great. And then when he swallowed right. it, it was great. So I start, I, I clapped really loud, and Seema yeah. and I both made, did a good job really loud. And it was it's amazing how like instantly he is reaffirmed mm-hmm. in that moment. And that's how yeah. like because after I closed his mouth and he kept it, I did a good job and I clapped my hands. And then the next time I put it in his mouth and he just took it. And then, oh yep. good job, buddy. And then, I, and then I just touched his chin and he swallowed it. Oh, good job. And I was clapping, I was clapping. And it was yeah. like, man, positive reinforcement. Like I hate to I really hate even saying this out loud, but it's like training a dog. It is. You it it have, really, really. That's what I was going to tell you. Because because kids are like they're just as a, as primal as a dog. They just they just have more reasoning. You just right. have to let them and know the, that what they did was a good job, and then you're rewarding them for it. In addition to the good job, there was another thing that we would do that was that always worked. We fake laughed. Children love to make other people laugh. Now this is when they get older, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, but like the the age that mine are at now, the the two and three year old. If they see that they did something that makes you laugh, they literally stop what they're doing. They look at you like, <laughs> oh, you laughing at that? So if I do this, it's funny? And like they, they wait for you to react again, and mm-hmm. they will listen to me. You have to be careful about it because they will continue to do it for 24 hours straight. But, <laughs> I bet but they, will they, they love it, and they will keep doing it, man. It, it's a beautiful like – I, I love like studying – how to get them to react the way I want them to without them knowing that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. Like, it's just human behavior. It's awesome. Well, I'm glad that, uh, I mean, congratulations on your weekend of potty training. It sounds like, thank you, um, thank you, thank you. It sounds like it's a time that I'm not looking forward to. Especially because you got really nice myself, carpets. I keep saying to myself, I, I know I'm way ahead of this whole parenting thing, but I keep saying I can't wait until he can speak to me because then I can just tell him to tell me when you have to pee. It, but I'm sure it it's not going to work that way. Because, again, well, I'm thinking with my adult brain, oh, I'm just, okay, now I'm hungry. Let me just tell him I'm hungry. It doesn't right. work that way. And another thing is this. And this is, this is I will, I'm going to say this, and then we can wrap up this segment, right? But <clears throat> my wife fought me tooth and nail that my youngest daughter wasn't ready. And I'm like, babe, I'm telling you she's right. You're going to have to overcome throughout this whole thing the son and the mom <laughs> and there, there's going to be times you're laughing there's going to be times where you guys bump head i was telling my wife for at least three months she's ready she's ready and she's like no she's not and when she's walking around saying zara's going potty zara's going potty she knows what potty is mm-hmm. you know and then she'll walk over there daddy zara's on the potty and like she'll stand there and talk to her are you finished you finish, daddy wipe you, you finish. Like she knows these things. It's all in her brain, right? Mm-hmm. And then so she'll pretend she'll sit on the little kitty potty. This is what she was doing months ago. And like just sit there, oh, I pee peed. And then she would get up. Now this is with the lid closed. Mm-hmm. 
she would get up and her diaper would have pee in it. We don't, we couldn't prove that she just did it. We tried to say if it's warm and all that, but yeah. we, we couldn't prove that she just did it. But it was the fact that she was emulating she it. She consciously like, understood the fact that you have to go here. This is where you pee. You it, sit yes. down, you get up, you say it, yeah. I'm like, babe, she's ready. No, she's not. No, she, And she fought me. She fought me. She fought me. She fought me. So finally, I was like, you know what? You're just going to have to be mad at me this weekend. I told her. I was like, this weekend is the weekend I'm doing it. Like, you're, she, she's not ready, but okay, if you say so. And Sunday... <laughs> You talk about getting the praise and everything. I have never been so happy to have my wife scowl at me before. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> that was the, I, the I negative, her... positive reinforcement you needed, huh? <laughs> yep. I, I sat there and Sunday came and she, I got to go potty. We took the diaper off. It was dry. I was like, okay, come on, baby. You, you coming around second now. She sat down on the potty. I'm like, come on, please pee. Please pee. I heard the sprinkles in the toy. I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, she bringing it home for daddy. She bringing it home. We got it. We praised her, and I just looked at my wife, and I had the biggest grin on my face. You know how sometimes you don't want to show the grin because you don't want to say, "Hey, I'm an asshole right now." Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I couldn't hold it. The grin on my face was like, "Yeah, yeah." Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say. It. She was like, "Get out my face. Get out my face." You was right. Get out my face. I'm like, "Yes." Oh, she now said you were kiss. right. Yep. And now mm. give me a kiss because I'm an awesome husband, and I was right. Like that's how. That was a victory for me, man. I loved it. Loved it. Well, you that's a victory for all men right there. Your wife told you you were right. I should pat myself on the back because you you did that. (laughs) Yep. The little girls, man, they're growing up so fast, man. Like it's, you know, I'm, I know I I complain about buying the diapers and everything, but before you know it, it's, it's not just going to be no more diapers in the house. It's going to be off to school. Mm -hmm. And then. Just, you know, like, I, I see my son. I, I stepped back today, actually, while I was driving. I was like, I can't believe I have a seven-year-old. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm old enough to have a seven-year-old. The number seven shouldn't apply to me. <laughs> like, he, he shouldn't be, I shouldn't have a seven-year-old. But between my girls, I don't want my girls to grow up because I see what's happening with my son. Mm-hmm. And this is something else I got to talk to you about, too, man. Listen, my son got a girl's phone number. Oh, a seven-year-old. My seven-year-old back son with a number. got a girl's phone number and more. And what? And what'd you do about it? I, I'll tell you after this. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Paternal Instinct Podcast. And if you guys are like yeah. me, I'm I'm literally on the edge of my seat, waiting to hear how my little man Derek got somebody's phone yeah. number. Got a girl's yeah. phone number. Yes. <laughs> so so don't don't keep us waiting. I see you over there. I'm, I'm so giving. excited. Don't keep us waiting. All right. So this is what happened. Okay, we got we got a new sitter and everything, and I come home one day and the sitter is sitting back like with his hands over his mouth, like trying not to say anything. Mm-hmm. And if you know if you know if you know our cousin that babysits for us, he talks a lot. Mm-hmm. And it comes out quickly, and like whatever pops in his brain, he's ready to go with it. So I could see him trying to restrain himself. So I walk in the door, and my son's, "Hi, Dad." With that same like, smile hey, that you dude. have on your face right now. Yes, ear to ear. Like, he's standing there, like he's like, "Hi, Dad." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, big guy, what's going on? Nothing." I'm like, "Okay," and so like they're like looking at each other, like whispering to each other. Both of them, like, like who's gonna tell him? Mar- who's gonna tell him? Yeah. So the babysitter's looking at him. He's like. Tell him, go ahead, tell him. He goes, okay. And he like walked out of the room. I say hi to the girls. My son comes back from the kitchen. He's like, Dad. He gives me he gives me this piece of paper. I got a girl's number today. 
And then I'm out. <laughs> now this is the thing. So let me let me explain to you just that in that moment, I got a girl's number today. Now I'm thinking, did he ask her for the number? Mm-hmm. Did she give it to him? If he asked for it, did he was he sweating her? Was he hounding her? Am I gonna get a harassment charge? Was he super smooth? <laughs> I never taught my son game. I'm thinking all of that plus my wife is right behind me. Don't overreact because she'll slap me in the back of the head. Don't <laughs> don't make too big of a deal about it because my daughters are also watching, right? So I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, play it cool, play it cool. Here's what comes out of my mouth. What you mean you got a girl's number today? <laughs> he's like, he's like, a girl gave me her phone number. Her name is Zoe. I was like, let me see. So now it's this little tiny piece of paper, right? Now, a phone number in this country, if you take off the one, is 10 digits, mm-hmm. okay? on the fr- It's a little tiny piece of paper. It's probably in, like, the shape of the state of Georgia. Like, this little, like, <laughs> you know? And on the front of it, it says 267-456. I'm like, oh, she played my son. She, she put a real area code in 456. I bet on the back of this, it says 7890. Like... <laughs> I turned it over, and the last four digits weren't in concession. Like, they, were, they weren't consecutive numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, okay, all right. So I sit down. I'm looking at my wife. She's looking at me, and my wife is clearly like, this is all you. Like, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. So the, my wife walks into the kitchen. The girls walk into the kitchen, and I grab my son as fast as I can. I'm like, you got a number? That's what I'm talking about, boy. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You got a number? I can't. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife come back. All right, so let's see if this is a real number. <laughs> I was like, I was like, we're going to see if this is a real number. Now, me and my adult brain, thinking back to when I was getting girls' numbers, you can't call on the first day. <laughs> you, can't, you can't sweat it too hard. Yo. God, God's honest truth. I did not call this little girl on the first day. So, <laughs> that, that's so, that's you right there, showing showing Derek how to react when he gets the girl's number. Huh? I'm tr- I'm trying, man. I'm trying. So I'm gonna fast forward to when I actually go to make the phone call. I still think it's a fake phone number. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't even. I think it's a fake number. I'm not even calling for my cell phone. I'm getting a house phone. That's how sure I am. It's a fake number. <laughs> You don't want to get scammed on the call back? Yep. Put it on speakerphone. Dial the number. It's a little pause. And it rings. I'm like, okay, so what? Fake numbers ring sometimes and you hear the doo-doo-doo. Right? This is exactly what happened. It rings. I have that thought. It rings. Here come the beep. Hello? My mouth opened. My eyes got mad big and I froze. (laughs) Like a little kid, this is exactly what I did. This is exactly what I said. Here, son, you talk. <laughs> Are you showing Yo, his froze. face? You're supposed to be showing him how to be the man talking to girls on the phone. And you, you do it. Yep. You froze up. I froze all the way up. Here, you do it. You do it. Right? Melissa must be so very happy because you have no more game in talking to the ladies. At all. My game is so shot. Like, I really need to go out just to see if I still got it. You're like, this is crazy. So, he's like, hi. I'm like, ask for Zoe. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm like coaching him. Like, I'm, in, mm-hmm. I'm behind him. You know, I'm the Jiminy Cricket on his, on his shoulder. Ask for Zoe. 
He was like, hi, can I speak to Zoe? I was like, say please, please. Very good. They, they so could probably like, hear you okay, in the background, hold on. too. Huh? They could probably hear you in the background. Say please. Mm-hmm. Because it's on speakerphone. I know she heard me. I know the mom heard me. <laughs> so I'm like, so she put Zoe on, and Derek's like, hi, Zoe. She's like, hi. Just awkward silence, right? And I'm like, I'm saying here like, come on, son, you blowing this, you blowing this. So then I'm like, wait a second. The girl gave her his number. She need to talk to my son. So then she's like, what are you doing, Derek? And they start talking. I grab my two daughters and I look them both in the eye. I, I wipe the smile off my face. The excitement is gone. I put the most serious daddy face on that I could possibly do. Here comes my pointer finger. Don't you ever give a boy your phone number. Do you understand me? <laughs> Double standard, Double standard like a mug, right yo. <laughs> Double no standard shame in my game jump. about it at all. Yep, my wife sitting over on the couch looking at me, just shaking her head like I can't believe everything I'm seeing. I can't believe this. I she don't left care. It in your hand. My little girls, my little girls, not giving out their number. So let me not bore y'all with a conversation. The conversation was very boring. So I take the phone from my son. I asked to speak to the mother. The mother gets on the phone. And I, you know, I'm laughing about everything. I told her I didn't expect you to answer. But she's like, I can't believe my daughter's giving out her number already. But she's been talking about Derek for weeks. And she asked if he can come over and all that stuff. And I thought it would be a good idea. I was like, yeah, well, you know, he gave me, he told me he got her number. And I wanted to make sure it was real. That's why I called from the house phone. I'm saying that as if the mom thinks my seven-year-old has his own cell phone. Like, oh, yeah, that's why I called from the house. Like, <laughs> like I don't yeah. know how to do this. This is This is new to me. I don't, I don't know this. So she was like, well, I was wondering if, you know, maybe they can come over sometime or whatever, whatever. Now, this was this was a couple of weeks ago. This was like right before Christmas break. And I'm like, all right, fine. You know, we'll, we'll figure something out as parents, okay? So the mom tells me her name. I save her number in my phone. I'm like, oh, by the way, my wife's name is Melissa. Whatever. Just to, just to put that out there, my wife, right? Yes, I got to make sure she knows because <laughs> I don't know what the mom looked like. I don't know. What the, who the girl is, not, none of that stuff. I don't know ethnicities. But, and but I'm putting you on notice that you got to notice that I got a wife and I'm not trying That's to talk right. to you. That's right. I want you to notice that I noticed that you are now noticing that I'm not on the market. Like that's <laughs> No, not that <laughs> you're not on the market, that you're not trying to get her. That's right. Okay. So it's out there. I value life. All right. So <laughs> fast forward to... Um, this past weekend, which was right right when their winter break was ending, my son says, Dad, can I go to Zoe's house? I'm like, all right, I'll find out because I know the mom extended the invitation to us. So what I did was I text the mom and I said, you know, hey, you know, Derek is wondering if he can come over. Um, you know, maybe we can bring him by sometime this week if you guys have some time or some weekend for the weekend. And she's like, yeah, no problem. If that's what you guys want to do, um, I think I'm free on this day and this day. She's giving me her whole schedule, all right? I'm going to try not to bore you with all that. So long story short, I end up getting a day for my son to go over there, and it's a play date. Now, let me give you a longer part of the shorter part of the longer story. <laughs> okay. okay? <laughs> <laughs> my wife tells me, oh, so you think you're going over there by yourself with our son? Uh-oh. I don't think so. I'm like... Babe, I never said that, but I thought you was going to stay home with the kid. No, we got a babysitter. We can ask him to stay another day. So and she he didn't, can watch the she girls. didn't see you put her on notice that you hadn't noticed her yet? She didn't care about the notice because that don't exist in the current moment. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, babe, if you want to come over there with us, I am okay with that as long as we can get somebody here to watch the girls. 
Because I'm not going to bring three children plus the parents on my son's first date. Okay? I'm not going to be embarrassing my boy like that. So we go out. Mm-hmm. We there. And, you know, we, we, we knock on the door. And Zoe's a little girl where her mom is significantly older than me and my wife. Okay. And it kind of threw us for a loop. And then you... Like, it really makes you stop and, like, realize, like, everybody, every household is different. Yeah. Like, Just because no you have what. kids the same age doesn't mean that you guys are the same age. Exactly. Like, And then I started thinking about where we grew up. We saw that a lot with different ethnicities. Like, our parents were the young ones. Oh, definitely. You know? When people yeah, found like, out how I, young my mom was, they lost their mind. Yeah. Like, I remember... At a certain grade, I was a kid in school with a hot mom. <laughs> like that, you're, yo, you're laughing. You have no idea how many times I wanted to sneak a dude for talking about my mom. Like, yo, when your mom coming back? Like, shut up, shut up, nigga. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was that guy. Like, now all of a sudden I'm sitting here like, that's right. I was in elementary school and some of my friend's parents were 40, 50 plus. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not there yet. That, that That's not us. So... My son had a successful first date. It went very well. My wife did not kill me because she assumed that I wasn't interested in Zoe's mother. Okay. And um, there will be more dates between my son and Zoe. Now, we're calling them play dates. Obviously, it was nothing like that. But something I do want to tell you guys, this is a little weird caveat about Zoe. Her mom told us they can't go play in her room because Zoe is discovering her body and she's also not ashamed to look and discover and touch other people's bodies. And I don't Hmm. want her doing that. That seems like it's a real sticky situation for the parent. Right. What does that mean? And like, she was like, and when we walked in there, she's like, Oh, you guys can leave if you want. Uh, no, we can't. (laughs) I don't know you. Like, and I, I told her, I was like, well, if as long as you're okay with it, I'm staying here with my son. She was like, I get it. You guys don't know me. Okay. Like, I get it. You want to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever, however you want to interpret this. Yes, I do want to stay. I'm not leaving my son with somebody I've known for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then she told me she has two older brothers. Now, I never got the chance. This is where you can help me out. I never got the chance to play big brother, mean brother mm-hmm. to a younger sister. Okay. Little Zoe is about eight years younger than her next older sibling, which is her brother. And then there's a brother that's like five years older than him. Okay. Okay. So the other brother is there in the house. He's like, mom, I'm going out for a jog. Didn't say hi to anybody. Just, just left and ran across the street. Mm -hmm. He comes back. Mom stops him. She's like, Oh, he was out hunting and shooting this gun and all that. I'm sorry. (laughs) You wanted me to leave my son here with him. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I know what I... Right. I know the big brother I wanted to be to a little sister. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. <laughs> no <laughs> way I'm leaving my son here. And you telling me your son know how to shoot? Nah, bro. He gonna have to kill all of us up in here. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not leaving my son here with all of y'all. I don't know y'all like that. It's not happening. It's not going down like that. But I do want to ask you this. If your sister was that young... now. You have to think back to what would make what would make your younger sister seven years old and the difference between y'all. What what is that like seven years? We have six years between us. Six years. All right. So you would be thirteen. 
your little tiny young innocent sister, and you are on the edge of your innocence also. Mm-hmm. She brings a, a young boy over. How do you as an older brother feel? Are you trying to play with this little boy also? Or you do you hate this little boy and your little sister? Like, what's going through your brain at this time? Let me try to put myself back in that mentality. You said I'm 13 years old. So 13, you are in sixth grade? I was a... I can't speak. I was I was extremely young from no 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 thirteen. Um, you're thirteen. You're in seventh grade, eighth grade, because you start high school oh, at fourteen. I, so you subtract right? five. You were in eighth grade. Yeah. Well, most people do. Yeah. I so graduated at seventeen. Eighth so grade. I, but yeah. I mean, my sister. My sister had guy friends in eighth grade, and I kind of, I kind of played the cool guy, like the not the cool guy, but like I acted like I wasn't watching, but I was watching. You know. No no no! You're too old. You're too old. Your sister would have to have a guy over, and you are 13. Oh, well, you're saying when you were in eighth grade. I thought you said, okay, I get it now. Never mind. Yeah, because I was in eighth grade, grade, but you were in eighth grade. And she was that age. I would, she would have little boys around. Because she had guy friends. Because we lived in um, in an area where there's a lot of kids, you know. In in the Plainsboro area, there's a little housing conglomerate and stuff. So there's a lot of kids around. She, She had guy friends. She had girlfriends. And some of the guy friends would come over, even if they're playing outside. I would play with JP and play with my other friends, but I'll be—I'd have my one eye on her at all times. I never did anything so he, that was like the scary brother, but if anything ever happened, I was ready to jump over there in a moment. Jump off. Got you. So I did the right thing by not leaving my son there, especially because the little girl is so free with her body. Definitely, because that sounds like you could get caught in some some legal stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what like the not and and see this is the thing, I hate to sound like because I know how innocent children are, and I know that if anything were to happen, it would be a big misunderstanding. But you don't know how parents are going to react. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, that's that's what I mean. That's daughter, what I mean. The legal stuff because she could just be free and she could be fine, and all of a sudden, hey Derek, whatever, and whatever she asked right. Derek to do or has Derek do. He's innocent. He doesn't know what's going on. She's innocent. She doesn't know what's going on. But all that all that right. it takes is the parents open the door at that moment, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Then all of then all so, of a sudden you got to register Derek on the Megan's Law list, whatever it is. Exactly. Now now all of a sudden my my seven year old's a sex offender, and then mm-hmm. I'm battling stuff like that's that kind of stuff ran through my mind, and I felt shitty though. That that's the thing. I felt bad thinking that way about a seven year old and being in that situation, but. I couldn't I couldn't let it go. Ever since she told me that, I'm like, I can never let him come over here on his own. I can't. That's that's and, um that's not that's not irrational. That's perfectly legal. I mean perfectly rational thought. But no, I I feel like it's it's a little too much. And the reason I say that is my wife, I think, is more protective of my son than I am. I'm more of the let him feel his way through the world and we'll guide him. Right? Mm-hmm. She's more of the no, that's my baby. He can think he's feeling his way through the world. What he doesn't know is I'm in front of him digging the path. He doesn't see me digging the path. He thinks it's his own path. Mm -hmm. She's that type of mom. When we left, she said, I think I would be comfortable just dropping him off over there. And in my mind, and I think I'm the lenient one, I'm like, no the hell we not. (laughs) Like, did you hear what she said about Zoe? Because I'm a boy. That's just a bad situation all the way around. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I, I just don't like that. But I feel bad because I know the innocence of my son. 
I don't know the innocence of that little girl, but the mom put it out there on the table, you know? And she was like, I would never let them just go play in the room because I know how my daughter is. But I I mean, I feel like if I were in that situation, I think your train of thought would be the rational one. Because like I said, all of it, okay, the the mom put it out there, but that's not going to change the fact that if something in its most innocent way happens, it's not going to change the fact that someone's going to catch feelings. Right. Someone's going to say, your son shouldn't have done that. Your daughter shouldn't have done that. We're not going to come over here anymore. Lose my phone number. But it's not yeah, going to be, yeah, be lose my phone number. It's going to be talk to my lawyer. Exactly. No matter no matter who was at fault or who initiated anything or how innocent it was, like that's that's what's going to happen because of adults. Like, and that, human humans suck. That that when you when you were talking about um, Derek calling and and you talking to the parents, that brought a question into my mind because I'm not there yet in the parenting stage. Do you have to? Well, I guess you kind of talked about it. How the moment you guys left you and your wife talked about how you felt about this parent. When do yes. you do you find yourself trying to do you put off a certain vibe when you meet other parents for the sake of your kid no. or do you put on the like I'm checking you out I mean I'm I'm eyeing you up kind of vibe how, how do you go about meeting new parents while That's, trying to be the good parent to your kid and letting your kid play with the kid the their friend. That is a great question. So this was our first experience with the, the the friend's parent, mm-hmm. okay? I can speak from the the standpoint of going to uh, parent-teacher conferences and things like that, back-to-school nights, mm-hmm. and a room full of other parents who are focused on their child and what their child are learning is learning. And I can also speak from one-on-one with the teachers, and I can speak on us interacting with the friend's parents for the first time. And I can tell you, honestly, I am a different person in each individual setting. So specifically on sitting down with the friend's parent, because I had my counterpart there. Okay, so to 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 put a um to bring this full circle, I'm the type of person where I'm very, if I'm judging someone. Yes, I'm going to say the word judging. I almost didn't want to say it, but if I'm judging someone mm-hmm. and what I think about them being around my child or having some sort of influence in my child's life, so their friend's parents. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to know that I am paying attention to what they're doing or saying at all times. So I was you just, lucky you just enough keep it that like, just like it's just a regular conversation. Yes. Or if I can, I'm not involved in the conversation at all. So not for nothing, but this this played out perfectly for me. My favorite football team had just fired their their head coach and their GM. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on a couch. And I'm watching press conferences with my headphone in, okay? In front of the parents? But in front of the parents. So you're, not, you're that asshole there, parent who doesn't even pay attention? No, 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 no. No, 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 not asshole. My wife was there and having full dialogue with the lady, I was listening to everything that was being said and I would interject every once in a while and my wife knows, she knows how I am and she knows I'm playing this role. And she says, it's just football. As soon as it's done, he'll be right back to reality. In the <laughs> meantime... I could talk about how much I don't like him and he wouldn't even know. Isn't that right, babe? And I'm like, what'd you say? Like we're playing we're, <laughs> that's, that, that's we a play part of this the, role. It's a part of the Yeah, act. like exactly. We we play this role. So if something important was said, I would chime in and then I would go back to my phone again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it played out perfect that I had an excuse to not be attentive, right? Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is I wanna hear them get comfortable. I wanna hear them 
talk, girl talk with me being there and them thinking I'm not there. I want to know what she says about her daughter when she doesn't think I'm listening versus when she thinks I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? And I do judge. I do judge. Like, we do judge. One of the things that we took away from this was, like, she admitted flat, flat out that her child has behavioral issues. But we didn't hear any ty- any types of methods of correction or discipline or, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was it just, was like, we don't leave her alone. Right. We don't leave her, like, it sounds like your daughter does something. And even though you don't agree with it, you you alter your entire life around her actions. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't live that way. You just did what? You just said what? You know better. We have a completely different way of handling when our child does something. Mm-hmm. This parent was a they react to it. We are we we respond to it and then we want to prevent it from happening again. Like mm-hmm. there was a story in there where she even mentioned the teacher. Like, she said that after school, she had to pull the teacher aside and was like, I'm sorry, it's not my daughter, it's you. What? What? Yes! Like, (laughs) that's what she said. She said, it's not my daughter, it's you. And I'm thinking to myself, like... Wait, having admitted that her daughter has this thing, she's now blaming the teacher for whatever awkward situation had happened. Yes. Yes. She said, like, her, in addition to that, that whole with the body thing with her daughter, mm-hmm. her daughter has behavioral issues. She loses. I mean, I, I chalk it up to them being children. I know what it was like to be young and energetic and be bored in school. Yeah, so yeah. I remember I you were told you had all types of ADD and all the learning yeah. disabilities and stuff when you were just, you were just bored. bored. Yeah, exactly. But so I get that. And I, and because I went through that, I chalk up a lot of what teachers say to parents about their children is maybe you're not challenging them enough. Maybe you're not giving them enough to do. I get that. So I make those excuses for children immediately when I hear those things said. Mm. But to hear a parent tell a t- tell us that she told a teacher, I'm sorry, it's you, it's not my daughter. Like, I know how schools work. It's a 1 to 13 ratio in here. <laughs> if it was that 1, she wouldn't be in here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's if it was that one, there'd be 13 problems, 13 parents lined up here saying what something happened. Exactly. Exactly. So I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And see, we're, we're getting like off on a tangent, but you're, you're right. Like I do judge and I feel bad for judging, but you know, it, it let, it let me know, like, listen, they can play together. She can come over here and the mom can stay or she can drop her off, but there's no way I'm ever going to just drop my son off over there to play. It's not <laughs> happening. Like we'll we'll bring the whole family over. She has a nice yard and she has a swing set and all that. The girls can, you know what I mean. But I am not leaving my son there unattended for something to happen and then we be blamed for it no matter what. Yeah. Like she she ruined that, you know. So. And then there, that's just that's their first time doing it. So at least right. you 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 got indoctrinated the hard way. Maybe after this it'll be a little bit more lenient. You won't have such crazy parents or such uh, children with ridiculous body issues or i'm sure it'll be easier from here on out is what i'm trying to say you won't yeah, have to deal I, I with the, so. the, the open the, the hippie child and i think so man but the, the little girl was sweet she was very very sweet she tried to she had a remote control car that she tried to like give my son like the little girl's sweet you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i also understand people like discovering and exploring their body in an innocent way mm-hmm. not some woman who's learning 
how to masturbate. That's that's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like a child discovering that they have body parts. Yeah. What is this? What's that? Do you have this? Let me see. Like I I honestly get it, but for the parent to like just say, you know, here is like, the problem, she, she, and we didn't make any steps to to change it. Right. I can't deal with that. Like your step is to prevent them from going in the room. How about you tell your daughter, don't do that. You know, there's, there's a different way to handle it. I don't know, but it was a lot of fun though, man. I, I got off on the negative side, but my son has a female friend that she really, really likes him. And, and you know, what's cool about my son. I got to give my son his props and it has nothing to do with him getting her number or anything like that. But the little girl has behavioral issues and issues in school. And he said flat out, he goes, dad, mom, I want to help her not get in trouble so much. What can I do for that? Like he asked us that question. Oh, that's cool. How can, how can I help her not get in trouble? So they have this, this little thing they call the clipping up and clipping down. And the bottom of the barrel is like, it's like, I'm just going to say it's black. And at the very top of it, it's red. And Mm -hmm. you work your way up through the different colors and the higher you are, the better your behavior is, the more prizes or praise you get in during school. Mm-hmm. The little girl is always clipping down towards black. Sometimes she's off the off the board altogether. Jeez. And so my son is my son takes pride in being helpful and he's always dad I clipped up. Dad I clipped off at the top today. Like that's that's the report I get every single day when I come in. Mm-hmm. And um he's like how can I help her clip up? How can I help her clip off? That's what he said when we left from her house. Like he's got such a sincere and heart, like kind heart and spirit. Like I love it. I absolutely that's cool. love it. That, that's so cool that he's not not only is he trying to help, but he's not judging someone because of the way that they act because whatever happened. Yep. You know, like he's he's willing to be friends with this person even though this person mm-hmm. might not be either like the coolest or might not be the one who gets the most praise. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't. I can't say that I was the same way at his age, so <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Like, oh, you just do stuff that I'm not into. I'm sorry, I can't mess with you. I gotta go. <laughs> gotta, that that was me. But all right, man. I think that's enough for this for this one here, man. I'm 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 good. Yeah, we tried to uh, change up the format of the show. Hopefully, you guys out there either like it or are okay with it, but. We'll they see. I think it, it. I think it worked well for us. We'll see how, how it gets put together. Um, I meant to, I, forgot, I forgot to say. If you're stuck around this long, that means you're dedicated. Um, make sure you go to my Instagram account at Paternal Instinct, so you can see pictures a picture of Easton trying to eat these sweet potatoes. This picture is going to be even funnier than it was of me describing it. <laughs> Now I can't wait to go and see. I tried. It. I tried with the regular professional, not professional, but I tried with the regular camera that we have to get the good picture. I kept on trying this angle and that angle. Couldn't quite capture the ridiculousness of the moment. And then here comes my wife with her iPhone. Clip, clip. The most amazing, ridiculous picture of him eating. Like, oh, okay. Wow. Again, I'm over. I'm trying so hard, and she's clap, clap. Wow. Making me feel like a fool. Doesn't that annoy you? Doesn't that doesn't that annoy you though? It didn't annoy me. It made me think maybe I'm just trying too hard. Like, I'm trying to document the moment. Again, like we had the pictures and everything. I'm trying to document the moment of the the food on his face and the food on my hands and the food on his hands. Maybe I'm just trying too hard. Maybe it's just clip, clip. And there there it is. The moment is the moment. 
maybe I shouldn't try to make the moment. I was more annoyed at myself for trying so hard. But anyway, at Paternal Instinct, check it out. What's your Instagram, Mike? All right. My Instagram is Mr. Underscore Mike Underscore O. Be sure to check me out. You will see all my beautiful babies in the adventures of me, Mike. All right, folks. Thanks again for sticking around for one more week. And we are going to try to be very regular with this podcast. There's no try to be. That is the New Year's resolution for this podcast. See, even though I don't do them, we do them, okay? All right. We're going to be regular. Check us out, folks. Sounds good. Thanks again for uh, stopping by. This is the Paternal Instinct Podcast. See you next week. We out. Peace.